When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We have a new headquarters, DK Pittsburgh Sports does, downtown on 5th Avenue. One of the cool things is getting to meet people who are listeners or readers of our stuff. And I'm here to tell you that if this was an episode of Family Feud and I had to produce the number one answer, the most common thing that gets asked by anybody is, how do the quarterbacks look? We're actually going to attempt to answer this question Right here today, me and you. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers open mini camp today. Mini camp is like OTAs, except you got to be there. Mini camp is like OTAs, except that... If you're not there, it actually does matter. Minicamp is like OTAs. Well, it actually is like OTAs in pretty much every way, including the way that says it's pretty much impossible to tell you how someone looks at almost any position. The one that I always leave in there is wide receiver because there's a lot of balls that are thrown deep that are 50-50 balls, that are combat catch balls, that are double coverage balls. You get the idea. Wide receivers can show their stuff. To an extent, quarterbacks can as well. But it's not really quite the same because quarterbacks aren't under pressure. Quarterbacks aren't getting uh, thrown off by disguised defenses or blitzes or anything like that. Everybody just lines up where they're supposed to line up, and they execute plays that they're supposed to execute. There's some back and forth. There's some talking. There's some teasing that goes on. But it's about executing plays that everyone on the field knows from both sides. So when someone asks me which of the quarterbacks looks good, I'll give the standard answer that they all look pretty much the same because they're all doing pretty much the same thing and doing it without much originality, not much spontaneity, to say the least, because here again, it's about executing existing plays. Now, here's where it gets fun, because I can't do this. You certainly can't do it. You're not even seeing these things. You know who can? Mike Sullivan can. 
He's the quarterback's coach. And he offered this assessment of each of Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett in an interview with Steelers.com's Missy Matthews. And I found some of this to be pretty telling. Listen carefully. Yeah, I think the thing with Mitch is he's really shown uh, an ability to his play-action pass game. I mean, he's got very rhythmic footwork. He gets the ball out fast. Uh, and you know, we want to be able to be a team that is balanced and can run the ball, uh, but also be able, if you're going to do that, you have to have the play-action pass off of that. So that's that stood out amongst other things. As far as Mason, he's really done a nice job in terms of picking up the quickness of his release. You know, that's mechanical, but it's also processing. And so those are things that, you know, uh, even the other coaches are noticing how much quicker the ball comes out. Uh, with Kenny, I think, you know, his mobility, his, even though certainly we're not showcasing a lot of that out here, but he has great accuracy on the move, uh, which some guys get a little bit off balance and it's hard to complete those passes. Now, I got to ask you, were you listening to that just for the football content or were you listening additionally for intonation and other possible hints? I listened to it three times, so I did one of each. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. You want my completely unsought translation of Sullivan's assessments there, I'm going to go in the reverse. Kenny Pickett, he said he can scramble. He can move around a little bit. That obviously doesn't do much for him at OTA, so we can't really say much of it. I can add myself that I've seen Pickett, in fact, roll to his left and throw against his body very effectively. Very, very effectively, actually. But I got the impression from Sullivan's quote there that, I mean, this is nice, but it doesn't really mean anything. Rudolph, according to Sullivan, to hear him there, was, you know, benefiting from knowing the system and being able to execute things, and we'll see how it goes. This is how you speak of your backup, meaning your number two. You say nice things, and you acknowledge that he does, in fact, know the system. Way to go, backup. Okay, Trubisky. He mentions play action, and he gets specific. Did you notice that? He says Mitch has a certain way that he uh, handles himself in those situations. It's going to be very important for us to run the football and to have this, this quick little bit of deception that he's really good at. And he mentioned a couple other good things about Mitch, but he singled out a thing, an actual thing, a trait, that'll help the Steelers and their offense. He's thinking into the future, meaning the very near future, about what his quarterback is going to be able to bring to that offense. My own observations here between Rudolph and Trubisky, since I already mentioned Pickett, is that they're pretty much on the same level as far as throwing the football, and completing the execution of passes. That is a good thing. That is not something for which to be dunking on Mason. 
Mason has had a good OTAs. He's thrown a good ball. All three of them have. But again, I'm just talking about the two guys. Mason's put the ball where it needed to be. He's done so without having to overthink any situation. And he's done it without having to rely on any kind of spontaneity. And while you and I might see that as a negative, meaning, you know, it's fun to see quarterbacks who just kind of wing it and fling it, I can promise you that Mike Sullivan, Mike Tomlin, Matt Canada, and absolutely everyone involved in constructing that offense would much prefer to have the simple technician at hand. Now, does that mean that Mason's going to be good enough to challenge Mitch? No, I don't believe so. However, I do feel that there's at least a possibility, and it'd be crazy to discount it, that Trubisky could, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, go into Latrobe and just struggle and just not put it together, at least not in that moment. And it could multiply. And then it would be magnified because he is the guy that's presumed to be number one. And then, all of a sudden, Mason's very predictable technician-like tendencies come back into play. And believe you me, in that event, it would be Mason Rudolph and not Kenny Pickett getting the nod for exactly the reasons I just outlined. When we come back, just one question... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Max Wilkin, who in referencing yesterday's episode about who might replace Stefan Tuitt on the defensive line, says, interesting, DK, I hadn't thought about going with just the two down linemen, but outside of the other known starters, who would you see being the 11th player in most situations? Cam Sutton in the slot, Robert Spillane, or another safety playing in the box? Well, this is where it gets fun because you're going to get football people to agree with you 
rather easily any time you suggest that a sub-package is going to dominate. And by sub-package, for anybody who doesn't know that terminology, it means that if you're a 3-4 defense, that's your base defense. The Steelers operate out of their base defense less than half the time, but we talk about it as if it's an all-the-time thing. It's not. There are tons of situations in which they go with only two down linemen and they bring on an extra corner. They do bring on an extra safety at times. I've not seen them go with three inside linebackers, but hey. In this event, the first question that gets begged out of this, I think, is who are the outside corners? If you presume them to be Akella Witherspoon and newcomer Levi Wallace, A, that's logical, and B, that allows you to move Cam Sutton back to the inside where he played some of the best football of his life. And he was okay on the outside, don't get me wrong. Didn't do a whole lot of splashing out there, but he made plays and he was reliable. On the inside, he's something else entirely. So if you're taking down linemen off the field, in this case, just the one, you're almost always doing it because the other side is loading up on wide receivers. So you want to make sure that they've got somebody lined up against them who can keep up with them, including on those really deadly lateral routes over the middle that can beat you for big, big yardage if you don't play them right. Sutton would be great for that. Arthur Mallette showed himself to be capable, in fact, increasingly capable as the season went along. But I'm going to throw out another name that almost nobody mentions, and that's Trey Norwood. He's officially listed as a corner. That's the position at which he was drafted. But he's also played some safety for the Steelers, and he's kind of done this in-between thing as well, where he's been out there even when there have been two safeties. So this kind of answers your question in multiple ways, but with just one name. The Steelers' coaches were very happy with Norwood's playmaking ability. They felt like he was able to find the football, that he was able to not only diagnose what was his responsibility, but also once his responsibility was completed and the ball had been passed somewhere, he was efficient at getting to it and assisting in, you know, basic, simple tackling, which, of course, was a challenge for a good portion of this defense last year. But a third inside linebacker, you know, if they didn't try a third inside linebacker last year, they're never going to do it, my man. Never, ever, ever. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I'm looking forward to being over there for minicamp today. I'll bring you everything that I learned. Allowed to remember.